0: is good. Well, I've got a word tonight. Do you know Jesus speaks to us? Yeah? And yesterday morning I cleaned the house. Well, that, yeah, what exactly, Daryl? Hey, wasn't that dirty? <laughs> and at the end of it, um, Rob said to, I said to Rob, oh, that was good this morning. I preached six sermons when I was cleaning it. I just felt that there was a download coming from the Spirit of God. And now I've got to upload it. Yeah? Yeah? (laughs) I'm good. I've just had some training again with my workplace about downloading and uploading. And on the computer, that is. So it's computer technology. But it's so good when Jesus starts to speak to us, isn't it? By his Spirit. And I'm going to tell you something tonight. And... You know, the other thing that he does is he confirms his word again and again to us. Trudy sent me a song yesterday morning and the song that she sent to me is, um, is a song about the battle belonging to the Lord. As she'd sent it to me, I was in bed reading. It must have been pretty early, Trudy. Oh, eight o'clock. I was still in bed at eight o'clock yesterday morning. I was reading a book called The Three Battlegrounds. You may not have read it, but that's good. And interestingly... From other sources, I've been sort of hearing that we're living in days where we feel that there's a battle going on, yeah? And I know in some of your individual lives, there's been some battles going on. You know, I feel that I've been facing some battles recently and I felt the Lord say, "That who belongs to the Lord, amen? But more importantly than that, the victory is ours it's his battle yeah it's his battle he fights on our behalf and it's our victory yeah, and we're going to take a little look tonight at, um, in the Book of Chronicles, where where there is the lovely story of Jehoshaphat as he went into battle. And you know, we face real battles. Yeah, we face real situations. But God, in His Word, has given us ways that we are to live, that we are to walk, that we can receive from Him. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad, because when the battle rages, I come to God and say, I I just don't know, I don't don't know where to be, I don't know what to do, I don't know what to say, because it's feeling intense, and it's coming against, yeah? And it can bring us down and it can knock us out. But in God, we are victorious. And we've got to know that when the battle rages. Yeah? We talk about victory when there isn't a battle. But to talk about victory when you're in the middle of a battle is something else. Yeah? And tonight I want to say to you, we're going to see a victory. You're going to see a victory. And I want to say this little bit before we have some praise and worship, because that's where we're going tonight. I want you right away at the beginning of this meeting to say, Holy Spirit, I'm listening to you. Yeah? I'm listening to what you're saying to me. Because I'm telling you tonight, this is from God. This is by by his spirit tonight. I believe he has given me something for you. Yeah? And for me. I received it too. Yeah? And I want to say to you tonight, if you will have ears to hear and you will have hearts that are open to the spirit of God, you will receive. You will receive. And I want to say to you tonight that there's victory we focus on the battle and the battle is real but there's victory say it back to me tonight there's victory I'm going to leave here tonight knowing that I've got victory yeah not just saying it because the word says it but knowing it because it's in my heart and from my heart my mouth speaks yeah do you know it's that way round it's not your mouth speaking first you've got to have something solid in here and I want to say to you tonight that the message of God's word has become my message and it's your message and it's your message and it's your message his message has got to become our message yeah his message our message because it happens in our hearts and it becomes a part of who I am yeah it's who I am his message has become who I am amen with all my flaws with all my failings with all my weaknesses his message has become who I am and his message has become who you are it's who you you are in Christ Jesus yeah so no wonder this victory amen can you say it to, you're not convinced amen. you're not convinced tonight amen, uh, amen Terry I love you <laughs> amen Terry we need come on it's a, it's some, something in the name isn't it we got another Terry in this church He's he's male he's not here tonight but he would be doing that as well I want to tell you, His message can become your message. In whatever situation you face, in whatever comes against you, His message can become your message. I want to tell you tonight, I know why I was trying to be knocked out tonight. I know why. And I knew it instantly. In a slipperly second, I knew it. I tell you what, he tried to knock me out. Yeah? But he couldn't do that. Because the message that is in me is for you tonight. The message which the Spirit of God has birthed in my heart is for you tonight. And he wasn't going to keep me home. And I might have a bruise and I might have a bump. But I want to tell you, and I saw stars. I know the meaning of it now. (laughs) Oh, I saw stars. I did. I thought, I'm going. I'm going. No, I'm not. Jesus. (laughs) Nearly knocked myself out, Annie and Trevor. For I got here tonight, walked into a door. But I want to tell you, there's a message tonight. The battle belongs to the Lord. And there's victory for each one of us in this place. Let's stand up and worship him. That's where we're going tonight. Lift your praises. Lift your voices before him who is worthy. Because I want to tell you this victory for you. this victory for you. So that you become the message. And you can share the victory message with those that you meet. With those that you come into contact with. Amen. Yeah. His message must become ours. It must become who we are. Otherwise, it's words. Yeah. Otherwise, it's words and they're words of life. And they're the truth. But they must. tonight, Amen go for it Chris thank you I'll praise him my God reigns my God reigns oh yes He will give you victory. He grants it to those who trust Him. I'm telling you tonight, to those who will trust in your Saviour, in your God, He will grant you victory. Yeah, He will grant it. Humble yourself before the Lord. Your God reigns. Your God reigns. We are strong in the Lord, in his might and in his power, in his strength. Let the weak say, I am strong. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, 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 I see you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God reigns. Oh, God reigns forever and ever. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, baba, hallelujah hallelujah yeah yeah you can take your seats but carry on worshiping. I tell you what the word I'm bringing tonight needs a response from you so I don't mind if you amen me I don't mind if you shout out loud. I don't mind if you tell me to sit down and be quiet because you've got something to say. It requires a response. Do you know the Word of God, whenever you come to it, whenever you read it, requires a response from us. Yeah? Every time we come to it, whether we're together in the house, whether at home on our own, the Word of God demands, commands a response from us. It might be quiet meditation. It might be shouting out loud. Yeah. It might be lying prostrate before him. It may be on your knees. But there will always be a physical expression of what the word is saying to our hearts. And it may just be a bowing of our heads. It may be a lifting of our hands. It's all in the word. You may be doing a jig and a dance and a twirl before the Lord, but it will demand a physical expression from our very lives. Yeah? because he is worthy, because he is worthy, yeah, and I tell you, you know, if you can go to a football match and shout and cheer and raise your hands, come home when you haven't got a voice, then how much more can we be lifting our hands, yeah, I said a football match, it could be something else for the ladies, couldn't it, I don't know, some ladies like the football, don't they, but I want to tell you, it, 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 it requires a response, Throughout the word of God. Thank you, Hilary. Thank you, um, Chris. That's good. Our God reigns. They brought us into a place. You brought, us, you brought us into a place where I wanted us to go tonight. Well done, Chris. And there was no liaison about the songs. But God knows, doesn't he? God knows. He's in the house. He's in your heart. He's in your heart. I started praying that God would bring in the people tonight that needed to hear this, we actually should be packed to the doors and overflowing because that's the people that need to hear it. All of us. All of us without question. Yeah? But I started to pray it in your in. I want to say the first thing to you tonight is bless you for your obedience. It's not just about coming to church. It requires an obedience. Yeah? It requires a decision ever before you get here that I'm coming in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. Yeah? Even though you try to get knocked out before you come in. I'm coming in. Yeah? I'm coming in, Lord. I'm com- That's the obedience. Otherwise, we're coming in and we're just thinking, oh, well, it's another Wednesday night. It's another Sunday. It's another whatever day of the week. No, Lord, I'm coming in tonight because... I'm in obedience to you. There's, there's something being laid on for me tonight, but I'm coming in obedience to you. Yeah? I'm here in obedience to my Saviour. Yeah? I prepare a word in obedience to my Saviour. Yeah? And out of that, I want to tell you, always it talks to me first. It never not does. Always. It talks to me first. And maybe you might think at the end of a Wednesday night, well, that wasn't for me. Well, it may not have been. It might have been for me. Doesn't matter, does it? We're in it together. We're in this journey together. And we all need Jesus. We need the encouragement. I want to tell you, the battle belongs to the Lord. So okay, God, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to submit to you. If you hear a word like that, you submit. You humble yourself because, Jesus, you're my commander-in-chief. And I'm going to follow your instructions because yours is the victory. And because yours is the victory that's already been won for me on the cross of Calvary, it can become my victory. Amen? Amen? If I choose to submit, if I choose to obey, if I choose to hear the word of God through my heart, it becomes my victory. Amen? I'm, it matters not tonight what you are facing. Jesus who is your commander in chief as you submit and obey to the word of life this is the life meeting this is our very life as you submit and commit your way to him he will bring you forth in victory amen he will do it it's his principle it's his pattern it's his guidance and some of the things that we can face in life are so big and so tough and I've been saying to God about some things recently God but this is just so big this is impossible this is so difficult this can only change if you God do it it cannot come any other way tonight I've got a brother-in-law in a psychiatric hospital And it appears impossible. It is dire. But I want to tell you, I pray every day that my God will be with him, that my God will be there and help him and comfort him as I do for my own sister. And I want to tell you that God has been challenging me in it because it is impossible. The battle is hard. The battle is difficult. I'm not even going to tell you what they're facing because you wouldn't want to hear it. It's difficult. It's hard, isn't it? But I want to tell you, I believe my God. I believe my God. I believe that when I pray, will you be there, that he is there? I believe that. I believe that. I have to believe that because it's hopeless. Is hopeless without him. But it has hope with him. Yeah. And it has the power to change the hearts and the lives of people around. Yeah. Amen? Because people don't want to face this one. People don't want to talk. There's still stigma today around the very condition. But I want to tell you my God, my God is there. My God is present. My God will make a way. Yeah? Yeah? I believe it. I believe it. So we, first of all, um, you might want to turn, if you've got your Bibles, if you haven't, I fully suggest you go home and read the chapter. It's 2 Chronicles chapter 20. It's a well-known story, but it lays before us the Way to victory. Amen? Amen. Amen. It lays before us that which God would have us do. And I feel it so strongly in my heart. I feel it not just for you people that are gathered here tonight, all of you, and God bless you all, but I feel it for this church. I feel it wider. I've become part of an organisation that's amazing. And you haven't heard any of my story really about it yet. But I have got the most wonderful job. It's not a job. It's my message. It's who I am. Yeah? So it's not a job. I get to meet with ministers Um, just a week ago, um, two weeks ago. I was in a pub in the city. It was packed. It was some sort of happy hour or something like that. And all the drinks were 20% off. And I'm with a Methodist minister in this packed out pub. And I said to him, should we pray before we go? Talking about my job and what I needed to talk about, we had a lovely, lovely time. And there we were in this packed out pub praying, and we had eyes on us. Praise God, we had eyes on us. He prayed, I prayed, and we it was. And do you know what would Jesus have done? He'd have been in the pub, he'd have been in the pub, that's where he would have been. I had a cappuccino in case you're worried about me. <laughs> anything could happen but I want to tell you I get I get a privilege I get a privilege to connect with the ministers in this city yeah I get a privilege to hear what their vision and I want to tell you there's a lot going on in this city you might think that it's you in your small corner up here but I want to tell you, there's a whole lot out there that are, are in their corner working for Jesus, serving Jesus. And I get the privilege of being able to come and stand alongside them and pray with them and bless them. And they are opening their hearts to me. Yeah? They're telling me things like, right, we can pray about that. Let's do that. Let's pray. that. And then I can come back to them because I remain in contact. And I've had a wonderful time. I've had another wonderful time this morning with a church minister and his wife. And I, I just am blessed with what our God is doing. And I'm so thankful that he's given me a job. That's my message. Amen. Isn't that that amazing? Yeah. Isn't that amazing? When God gives you something that is your message. And I, I just praise him and I bless him. I mean, there's other bits of the job I'm not so keen on. I think the technology team are exasperated. I think I've managed to exasperate the technology team. Chris, I think I'm going to need your help. <laughs> because now in the post, I've had a great big screen arrived. So when I do training, I've got to use my laptop and I've got to use a big screen as well. I ain't got a clue what I'm doing. So I think I might need the old tech team involved. Could you come to my house the next time I've got to do training and just help me so I can have my own tech team? I'll be, I'll be fine then. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And believe it or not, although I don't like these things, that's not even my battle anymore. I just give that to Jesus. Yeah, that's his. Okay, so we admit our weakness. In Chronicles chapter 20, and it's a long chapter, but to condense some of it and I'm going to pick some verses out. Jehoshaphat was facing the greatest external threat of his reign. He had a great um, multitude coming against him. The Moabites, the Ammonites and all the otherites all coming from Syria and they were threatening to crush Judah. It was massive. It was massive. And in the face of these incredible odds we read that jehoshaphat humbled himself before the lord do you know there's nothing like a situation coming against you that leaves you feeling helpless hopeless where are you god what 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 you know what am i going to do in to actually bring you to that place of saying god without you there is no answer Without you, there isn't even a way forward. Without you, I don't know what the tomorrow is. There's nothing like a situation like that. But I want to tell you that Jehoshaphat humbled himself before the Lord. And the result, I'll tell you the end already, was the greatest victory he had ever experienced. So I've given you the end already. You know, all those that hate the end of it. I've given you the spoiler. Yeah. He had the greatest victory he ever experienced, but there were some things that he did on that journey. There were some things that he obeyed on that journey. And you know, we get a choice every time we're confronted with something big, don't we? We either fight it our way or God's way. I've tried the both. Yeah. I know what the best way is. I've tried it, in my strength, and I'm strong, and so are you. We don't realize how strong our flesh is till we're in a battle that's bigger than us and greater than us, and then you'll see your flesh then. And I want to tell you your flesh is strong, but our God reigns. Our God is stronger, our God is greater, our God is the one who is able to turn it around. And in this journey, it says it here at the beginning. There was in verse two that I've already said that, that the great multitude was coming against Jehoshaphat and Jehoshaphat feared and he set himself to seek the Lord and he proclaimed a fast throughout all of Judah. It's very, very interesting that God gave me this word because in the middle of all of this, I'm now on another prayer chain um, where I work and where I work, we're from all over the country. So that This prayer chain, they're from London, they're from Swindon, they're from Southampton. I haven't even met half the people, but what a prayer chain it is. And I think, anyway, interestingly, um, it's a very um, challenging time for Safe Families, the company that I work for, and funding is is a big issue. So they decided today they were going to call a day of fasting in prayer. So, um, and that's what we've been doing. We've been praying believing for some breakthroughs. We don't even know about the funding in Plymouth at the moment. I'm trusting God. It's his battle. It's not my battle. And I just believe he's begun a good work. So he's going to continue to do that. And he's doing a good work all over the land. And, and some of what the, um, the people in this company have been receiving have been things all along the lines of this. And then they've been coming in with things. Bearing in mind, they're in churches all over the land where they've been facing things in churches about battles, about different... It's very, very interesting. It's, it's happening all over, is what I'm saying. And even now, I've got a, um, a bit of a hotline into the all over because God has got people placed in different places. And I want to tell you, we're seeing some victories on that part of what, um, you know, we are seeing and doing. And so this has been something that has been um, on the heart of me for, for a few weeks now. And it's the fact that we've got to realise in this day that the battle belongs to the Lord. And we say it and we know it, but it's got to become our message. It's got to be so ingrained in here, in our hearts. And I want to tell you, The word battle right away brings fear into our heads, doesn't it? Yeah, right away. That becomes a fearful thing. But here again and again, God says, do not fear, but gather yourselves together. Seek the Lord. Fast, pray, ask God. What does fasting do? Fasting I believe, does it change the mind of God? No, I don't believe it change, changes the mind of God, but God sees the sincerity of my heart. That's what I believe. If I'm wrong, then somebody correct me. It, doesn't change the heart of God. God's got a plan. He's got a purpose. He forever reigns. But he sees the sincerity of my heart in that situation. And I sincerely want to see something changed when I feel led by the Lord to fast. Yeah? And do you know what? I always know when I'm led by the Lord because I don't even think about food. It's incredible. It is incredible. If, you, if I think about it too long, I won't do it. That's, that's the, because I'm flesh, you know, I'm not super duper. Well, you knew that, didn't you? But I want to tell you, when you decide in obedience, I'm going to do that, then God comes and he does it. And it's okay. You can do it. Okay, so the second thing. So first of all, you admit, admit your weaknesses, you admit your limitations. You say to God as if God needs to know it anyway. I've got no power. I have got no power. Yeah? I've got, Jehoshaphat, had to say, I've got no power up against this great multitude coming against me. I've got no power. I don't know what to do. So my eyes are on you. Then there comes a point when he realises that the battle belongs to the Lord. And it says in verse 15, don't be afraid and don't be dismayed because of this great multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. And sometimes when we're in a situation, it feels like a great multitude, doesn't it? It feels enormous, yeah? It feels like the situation is bigger and greater than God. Of course, we know it's not, but we still behave as if it is, don't we? Yeah, until we come to that place of submitting ourselves before God and allowing him to come in. I want to tell you, our Lord is a mighty warrior. He is with us. And the sooner we turn it over to him, the sooner, yeah, we settle something in our heart. Amen. Amen. And you, you see, it's throughout scripture. David used the same phrase with Goliath. The battle belongs to the Lord. He faced a giant. It's the same principle. David's faith was in the God who was bigger than Goliath. Amen? And that was the giant stood in front of him. Jehoshaphat had a multitude coming against him. David had a giant. But they still were facing something insurmountable. Something that could have took them out. Yeah? But David also... He declared victory in advance. That's the key. You might be in your battle tonight. And you may not have your answer. But you start declaring the victory now. It's easy to declare it when you've won it. But God's looking for something in this. He's looking in a our hearts he's looking at how we will respond he's looking at how we will be in this situation and David declared the victory in advance and gave God the praise for it then he attacked the problem you see God always has a strategy David's strategy or God's strategy for David was five little stones yeah And that's what I've discovered with God. It's simple. What I work out in my head, when I feel that things are coming against me, and it's hard, and the battle is enormous, and it's great, I I have this strategy which even I don't understand at the end of it. (laughs) Don't tell me you don't do it either. It is so complicated and convoluting that, even I think, I don't, know, I don't even know where to be. I don't know what I'm doing in there. And God comes in and it's so simple. It's easy. Oh, God is, is just so amazing. And that's how you know that it's God. Do you know, I can remember things from times past. And we're going to talk a bit about times past in a minute. But I can remember times in my life. I may not remember things from yesterday. <laughs> but I can sometimes remember... Th- The times that God has spoken something to me. And I want to tell you now, it's never great long sentences. It's never pages and pages. It's usually one line. Yeah, you're nodding at me, some of you. When I look back over my life and I look at situations that have been dire, they've been battles, they've been hard, they've been difficult. I've had a strategy. Can't even remember what that strategy was now. But God's had one line. And that one line I remember over each of my children, our children, over the years, when they've been in difficult situations, it's been one line that he spoke. I can remember those one lines from when they were little to when they were in their teens to even now at the age that they are. Yeah? Why does he do that? So that we will remember. And I like to write. I'm using the book, Carol. And I write reams and reams and reams. Yeah? I probably won't remember a lot of what I've written. But when God speaks, I'll remember that one line. Yeah? And that's my battle song. That's my battle song. That's your battle song. And that's why God won't complicate it. Because he wants you to remember your battle song. He wants you to know your battle song. He wants you to declare your battle song. You'll give up declaring if you've written pages and pages. But you won't give up declaring that one line because it's the God line. It's the God word. Yeah. It's a two-edged sword and it pierces and it comes in. So we realise, and it is a realisation that the battle belongs to the Lord. And we start to praise and magnify his name, lifting up his authority over the battle. Yeah. You see, as we start to do that, that it's, always always through the word there's a pattern it's always accompanied by praise yeah by the lifting of our hands by the raising of our voices. It says it in this chapter. It says how they, um, now when they began to sing, verse 22, and when they began to sing to to praise the Lord, they set ambushes against the people. You see, it was part of the strategy. Not only was it magnifying God, but it muddled all the enemies and the the situation up. And God told them to praise the Lord. Back up to verse 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness. You see, there were, there were double-edged praise here. There was loud praise, and I can't remember where I've read that now, but it's in here. There was praise that was loud, but then there was, there was a praise and an adoration that was in the beauty of holiness, that was reverencing our God. So I'm going through this fairly quickly, but I want you to read it for yourself. And, and I'm telling you, you read this chapter, God will speak to you. He'll speak to you. The next thing we've got to do is position ourselves on Christ's victory. You're not going to need to fight this battle, verse 17. You will not need to fight in this battle, but position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. I want to tell you from my own experience, that's my God. When you stop running there and you stop running over there and you stop running over there and you stop trying to sort it out there or you start trying to get help from there and you position yourself and stand still, then God can speak. Then you will hear yeah? And you will see. You will see. God will start to reveal. You may not see the wholeness of it. You may not see the full picture. But you will see. And you can start declaring the victory. Yeah? And God is so patient and so kind and so loving. He lets us run around like headless chickens. Yeah? Yeah? Until we've exhausted ourselves and probably all those around us. Yeah? Stand still. Stand still. Look to God. Yeah? See his salvation. See his victory. Start to declare it. And as you're declaring it, something starts to happen because all of a sudden you think, actually, I'm I'm actually believing this. I've gone from running around like a headless chicken to standing still, to seeing my God, to reading his word and, and, and allowing his word to become my message. Yeah? And declaring his goodness, declaring his faithfulness. We're standing on the finished work of Christ. See yourself victorious through Christ Jesus. See yourself victorious through Christ Jesus. You are victorious through Christ Jesus because of the salvation that he bought for you. But you are victorious tonight in whatever you are in, in whatever you are facing. See yourself. victorious. I am more than a conqueror. Start declaring those words. Through Christ, I'm an overcomer. For greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Thank you, God, for giving me the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. There's so many scriptures. Start declaring them. I am more than a conqueror. Greater is he that's in me. Yeah? Yeah? I am. And I want to tell you, the more you declare, the more you confess, the more you will start to believe. And your life will come in line and you will become the message of that which God is doing in your life. You know, God has already defeated every demon. He's already done that. We've got to stand in the victory of that. Yeah? Yeah? And praise him for the work that he 's already done, yeah he has done it. We stand in the position of faith, and we position ourselves in christ 's victory. We stand and we don 't struggle against satan 's attack yeah and as we as we walk on our journeys we we start to understand what is um, a natural reaction in me of anxiety and fear or whether that is the enemy that's coming against and we start to understand the difference. It matters not whether it's our own minds, our own anxieties or whether it's our enemy. We still stand and we declare the victory of our Lord because he's already done it. Yeah, he's already done it. And he clears us clearly tells us to fear not. Yeah, because the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. And you might say that with trembling knees. You might say that feeling worried, sick about something. But you start to declare, I will not fear. I will not fear. I won't be dismayed. Yeah, because the Lord is with me. And the more you are declaring that and asking that the Lord is with you in your weakness, he will start to become your strength. The Lord is with me. I am not going to feel dismayed. And as you declare it and as you say it, he will strengthen your heart. Yeah? And we need to strengthen our heart in the battle and not expect anybody else to do it for us. I'd love it. But actually, when rubber hits the road, we, I, have got to strengthen my heart. Yeah? yeah? We can't do it for one another. We can encourage one another. We can pray for one another. We can declare over one another. But when it comes to the battle, I got to strengthen my heart. And I strengthen it by the word of God. And I strengthen it by the truth of the word. And I strengthen it because of my saviour who's gone before me. He's done it. He's done it. He's made the way. He goes with us and he fights for us. And do you know what I want to tell you? He gives us confidence. You, you know, you may not believe it tonight. Um, actually, I have got a witness. I was very shy, wasn't I, Hills? She took me to Sunday school, Hillary. All right. <laughs> no, this is where they say, oh, you look older than she does. <laughs> she did. She took me to Sunday school. She took me along and I would not say boo to a goose. And I mean, you know, sometimes you hear people say that and you think, yeah, I'm telling the truth, aren't I? I, w- I was afraid of my own shadow, wouldn't I? Oh, yeah. But I want to tell you and I tell you it tonight, my confidence has come from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a witness to that and you're a witness to that too. Yeah? So it tells you how weak I am because you see me as a person of great confidence It tells you how weak I am in my flesh. Yeah? In my flesh and in my understanding, I recognise I have no power. But he took me from there and he's still taking me. And I still get dismayed and I still get fearful at times. But it's learning the principles of his word. Don't fear only be only believe and trust in the Lord and you will be established. You see, God establishes us. He puts us in places that we could never got, got to of our own selves. He places us where he wants to place us so that we will become the message. Yeah? This has to become your message. Yeah? It has to become your message in every area of your life. And, I, and, and God has been showing me some things recently. And, and we say the scriptures so easily and it's easy just to say it off pat that all things work together for good to them that love God. But God, what God has been showing me is that all things means all things. And even the things in my life that have been painful, even the sin in my life, even the weaknesses, all the stuff, and all of that he has been working out in my life, and he's been redeeming it. So it's good. Yeah? We, we apply that to situations. And I do believe that God is great, great, and he's gracious in every situation. But what he's redeeming in, in you and in me is everything in our lives, and he redeems it and he's made it all. He's making it all good. Everything. Every mistake. Yeah? Every bad choice. Every, everything. All things work together for good because he's redeeming us. He's redeemed it and he is working it out in us. Praise his lovely name. and then jehoshaphat worshiped he bowed his head with his face to the ground in worship and then it says that the whole all of them stood up the levites and they praised the lord with voices loud and high worship is an attitude of our complete surrender to god and his will. And I said earlier on that these physical positions, they represent an attitude of our heart. It's an outward of what our hearts are. Yeah? It's an expression of who we are. Those who came to Jesus worshipped at his feet. And I believe that 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 place of surrender We're actually, um, I come to realize this the other day when I was thinking it, that place of surrender that Jesus brings us to, we sometimes think it's if we kneel, if we submit, if we surrender, then God will answer our prayer. But that place of surrender actually becomes a place where you're able to say, and I know because I've done it, whether you answer my prayer, God, or whether you don't. I'm surrendering to you, the promiser, so it no longer becomes about your prayer. And those times in my life when I've done that, and I remember them each time, that's when the victories come when you can release that prayer, even if you're longing for it with all of your heart, with all of your mind and all of your strength, when your saviour becomes greater than your prayer. That's praying. That's praying. That's doing it God's way. And there have been some things in my life that I have wanted so much But always, at those moments, God has brought me to that place. And it's him that's brought me. I couldn't even go there by myself. I couldn't even face that by myself. But always, he's brought me to a place where the promise keeper is more important than the promise. And it's a work of his spirit. And it says that whatever it looks like, it's going to be okay. It will be all right. That's victory. That's victory. And God blesses. Believe me, He blesses. Again and again. So, we worship. It's all here in 2 Chronicles. I I urge you to read it because I believe God will speak to you. And then God said, didn't he, about praise. So they rose early in the morning and uh, we read that bit just now. Joseph had appointed the singers to praise the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And they went out before the army. That's always interesting. That's shown again and again in the word. Where? Often it's the singers, it's the praisers that go out, yeah, before the army. Demonstrating the goodness of God. Demonstrating their faith through praise. And we talk a lot about faith, but all of this is intertwined in it, you see. Because faith's a journey. Faith is more than declaring Faith is a, a, a change of heart, a change of mind so that he becomes enthroned on the praises of his people, that King Jesus becomes the one enthroned on our praises. Yeah? He goes before us. Praise his name for the battle belongs to the Lord. And I want to tell you that when we're in that place of, of surrender, of praise before our God, the enemy is scattered yeah we think we have to rail against him and sometimes we do have to say go in the name of Jesus but I want to tell you your praising heart your praising declaration will send the enemy of your soul running quicker than anything else because he sees that you mean business so he flees when God is on the scene And as we bring God into the equation, the enemy flees. Declare the excellency of God's name and his character. Declare his goodness. And it will stop the work of the enemy in your life. And it will strengthen your heart. And it releases an anointing in us. Amen? It does all of those things. Yeah? And as I was reading the story again and reminding my heart again, I got excited again because I can remember times when God has done just that for me. I remember them as clear as if they were yesterday. And some of those things were 10 years ago, 20 years ago, more years ago than that. And you see, I also recognize this that the message that God has given has not just been for my heart and my life and my family's life, but it's been for all of you and all you that have gone before. Because we've got people dotted all over this land that have come into this place and received from the presence of God and gone out and working in his kingdom. I want to tell you, we've got to become the message. We've got to become the message. As we lift the name of Jesus, it silences the enemy. It says, let the high praises of God be in our mouths and a two-edged sword in our hand to execute vengeance, to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron, to execute on them the judgment written. This is how we are to behave, this is how we are to honour all the saints, magnifying the Lord until the problem becomes small in our mind. Because that's what happens. Yeah, that is what happens. It's powerful by the Spirit of God. We declare victory as we lift our praise. We're not alone. We know we're not alone as we're in that place. He is already, Jesus has already overcome it for you and me. And the victory is ours. We go against those problems with praise, with victory. And there's an amazing psalm that um, in verse 21 of Second Chronicles 20, um, he consulted the... Um, the people and then appointed the singers and the song that they sang was praise the lord and it's actually psalm 136 and it's where the line then keeps being answered for his mercy endures forever there's a bit of a rhythm to it actually as i was reading it i thought oh, i could sing this <laughs> i thought i could make this a song and it is a song isn't it and that was the response for his mercy it's it's psalm 136 if you want to have a look at that later Um, the theme of God's mercy, it's a covenant word. It's a covenant word of faithfulness and kindness. It's a covenant word that says, not only am I for you, not only am I with you, but I'm in relationship with you. I am your victory and I am your promise keeper. Amen? Despite your failings, despite your weaknesses, despite all the things that you are feeling He is in covenant relationship with us and we can give him thanks. Amen. His mercy endures forever. Our God reigns forever. He gives us guidance in hard times, breakthroughs and deliverances, yeah? He helps us to overcome the enemy and he keeps his promises to us. He is the one who promotes us and brings us to a place of influence when we make that decision that he is our message. He says to us, then I'm going to send you out. Yeah? I don't decide that. You don't decide that. But when God sees the sincerity of our hearts, when he sees that we are willing to bow before him, to lay our lives before him, to to humbly come before him and say, God, I've got no power of my own. I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to be. I don't know how to change this. And God says, great, I've got you just where I want you. I can use you now. You are going to be my message in that situation, to that people, in that crisis, in that difficulty. You will be my message and because you live in victory, you will be my testimony and you will be my song. It's the truth. And I want to tell you, and I I touched on it just now. When you face a battle and you are in a difficulty, remember what God has done. First of all, remember what he's done for you through his son, Christ Jesus. Everything that this word is. Remember what God has done and then remember your journey. Look back over your lives and see where God has brought you. Yeah? See what he's saved you from, what he's delivered you from, what he's broke you free from. Have you got a message? Oh, for crying out loud. So look back over your journey. We'll try again. Look back over your journey, remembering what God has done, what he's delivered you from, what he's set you free from. Some of us in this room are alive today because of what God has done. We'd be dead without him. He tried to take me out in a traffic accident. Tried to take you guys out in a traffic accident. I'm, I'm for real. I should be dead. Yeah? I shouldn't be alive. It was a miracle. And if Terry was here, it was an even bigger miracle because I got out of the car because I'm huge and I could, should never have fitted through the tiny little window that I did fit through. And for once in my life, I didn't get offended about that. (laughs) It was good to be huge. But what I want to say to you, remember. Remember back there remember. And as you remember in the current battle that you are facing, it will bring to your heart confidence. It will bring to your heart trust. It will bring to your heart a reminder that my God saves and you become the message. Am I the only one that gets excited about the word of God? Do you get my drift? Because your story is the testimony that someone else needs. Because your story of victory will point them to Jesus. Yeah? Your story of deliverance will point others to Jesus. Jesus your story of healing will point others to Jesus yeah your story that should have wiped you out should have took you down should have left you flailing without hope will be the message that becomes somebody else's salvation I want to tell you your lives are being watched closer than you think in your families in the streets you live in in your communities in every place that God has called you to be an influence your life is being watched what message are you what message am I the battle I'm telling you tonight is under God's authority It's under his authority. The Lord is our victory. I want to tell you tonight that the inevitable result of obedience is victory. Whatever that looks like. We can't lose. We can only win. Yeah? You've got to know this tonight because I want to tell you in case you don't know it, you are in a battle. Yeah? But we have to be careful that the message that we bring doesn't focus wholly and solely on the battle. We've got to recognise the battle, but we've got to remember to magnify the Lord. Yeah? If we are to become a message, we don't want to become the message all about the battle all about how hard and difficult it is, and it is, and there are people that we need to have those conversations with. And if you haven't got these people in your life tonight, then find some faith, friends. We all need faith, friends. Find them. They're there. They're around us. Who will walk with you. Who will stand by you. Who will declare with you. Yeah? Who will not necessarily ask you lots of questions, but will feel your heart and know your heartbeat, and will stand and walk with you? I don't see anywhere in the Word where people didn't have people come and stand. There were there were odd occasions when they were alone, but they didn't stay alone for long. We all need faith friends. The battle and the victory belongs to the Lord and he will manifest himself as our banner, covering us with his power, covering us with his protection. As we declare that, Joshua, Jericho reveal the same principle. David with Goliath, the battle belongs to the Lord. The Lord gave Joshua the battle plan. We talked about that last week, marching around that city. But eventually on that seventh day, the walls fell flat. I want to tell you tonight, your walls are going to fall flat. They're going to fall flat. Yeah? And you are going to see the victory of our Lord. I know this word is for tonight. What you do with the word is not my responsibility. I've already prayed for you that you'll do what God wants you to do with it. I've already asked him for that. I've already asked him to come into. You see, it was interesting tonight. We nearly didn't get in the church tonight because the road was going to be closed off. And it was strange because I started to have that thought. Hang on a minute. Who tries to close roads off in our lives? The enemy. And all right, we could have come on Zoom, but it's not the same. And more than one of you said to me, Oh, let's do Zoom wend. Interesting. And as God started to speak to my heart Monday and then going into yesterday, I started to think, ha, that road ain't gonna be closed. God wants you in here. Because in here is where you are strengthened. Yeah. In here is where you get built up. In here is where you will be challenged and blessed and encouraged by the word of truth and where God will speak to your heart. Amen. Amen. In, Christ. in Christ. Amen. It's great. Have you been encouraged tonight, Terry? Uh-huh. Yeah. Good. Praise God. Yeah. Brilliant. Amen. That's exactly it. Yeah, and that's exactly what we've been saying. Keep your eyes fixed. Yeah, it's the best thing to do. It's the only thing to do. Let's just, Dave, could you play that? Um, this song truly sent to me, 8 o'clock yesterday morning. Interestingly, two days previously, a lady from London sent it to me. Don't know her. Huh? She sent me the same song. And this was the word that God had started to birth in my heart for tonight and to bring about. And I just want us to play it. Um, will the words come up with it, Dave? I think they will, don't they? And the thing that I sent you. Just look at these words and, and just hear what God is saying. And be encouraged. We're going to spend just 10 minutes in prayer after. Or longer.